Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast with John and Hannah. Hi. And today, in this Wednesday Wisdom episode, we're going to be talking about taverns, that most oft-used realm of the PC party, how they can be used in your games and how you can get the most out of them. Yeah, so we all know this trope, you know, you go into an inn or a tavern in a fantasy RPG and there's the slightly jolly sort of mutton-chopped barkeep there who mm-hmm. asks you what you want, probably has a little bit of a gossip. Sometimes it's a bar wench you talk to or the innkeeper's wife or whatever. So what do we think the reasons are for having these this sort of NPC in a game? Well, obviously you've got that same basic reason that you have for using any fantasy trope yeah which is it's a nice shorthand that lets your players sort of find their feet a bit something that i always like to do with innkeeper in a game is to make sure that they remember the player characters so if you have a bar fight in your first session the innkeeper's going to remember it. Maybe they're barred next time they try to get into the pub. Maybe yeah. they've then got to like suck up to the innkeeper's wife to get that sort of whatever that they needed from the pub. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And obviously that could be a good source of potential quests or adventures. You know, maybe the innkeeper's like, well, I'll let you come back into the pub, but I really need this favour doing or I need this doing for me. And mm-hmm. that can be a nice little adventure set up for the player characters. I think personally the don't get me wrong i think the innkeeper's sort of bar wench style npc is like so hard baked into like fantasy now you can't really have a fantasy game without having some sort of innkeeper in it because let's face it play player characters go to a new place they want to get some rooms they, they hit up a Who tavern they to expect go to a the... fantasy town and not go to a tavern yeah ex- exactly yeah you you, you <laughs> expect it it's sort of it's part of the whole idea of being a fantasy game it doesn't feel right without it I mean, it's even the first thing you see in the Harry Potter books in Diagon Alley, the Leaky Cauldron. True, true. Now, obviously that can take a number of different forms, but I think the danger of this sort of character is quite often they can seem a little bit two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. So you go into a tavern, and like when you first go in, the bar keeps there, and he's like, oh, welcome to the tavern, you know, and he's having a bit of a chat. That's grand. But if the next time you go to the tavern, and like this might be like in-game sort of, four or five months down the line or whatever and it's the same barkeep like just exactly the same it was mm-hmm. like oh welcome to the tavern and da, 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 da. and it doesn't feel like any time's passed it's not it's like um it, it feels almost like he's been sort of like put on standby mode yeah. until the player characters come back now you might get away with this if it's a tavern that the players only frequent occasionally but if it's one where they've got rooms and they're staying and they're sort of they're there on a regular basis you're going to start noticing that like there's it's always the same chat from the innkeeper it's always mm-hmm. exactly the same person like the more and more you're there basically the more you're exposed to it the the more noticeable like a, a lack of sort of depth becomes with that sort of trope very much and something that you can do with these sorts of characters because usually players will go to the tavern first of all to yeah. get like information on the town yeah, in like the early part of the campaign. Well, yeah, it's like a rumor mill, isn't it? It's like yeah. a font of knowledge because there's always people in there. Absolutely. But if you then use the characters in the tavern to sort of tell a bit of the story, the player characters like they'll keep coming back to the tavern and they'll want to know oh how's the wife doing or how's uh if you've like had the wife's pregnant in the first session how's the new baby yeah then 
you've got a little toddler the next time they turn up. And then by like late campaign, there's some teenage character that they've known since he was a baby who now wants to be their squire. Now that squire NPC is going to have a lot invested in him compared to a name on a bit of paper because somebody wanted to hire a hireling. Yeah. Another useful thing about taverns is that by sort of flavouring the the clientele they get in there, you can Mm -hmm. say a lot about your game. So if you're running a very cosmopolitan city, you know, um, which is very wealthy by trade, maybe there's merchants stopping by there, they're talking about haggling over prices, stuff like that. If it's a grotty old, like, sailor's pub down by the docks, it's mostly fishermen and pirates and people coming in like that. So by how you describe the sort of regulars in the tavern you can sort of like you say you can drop these hints in about your setting and you can say a lot more about it rather than just telling the players about it maybe it's full of like rowdy villagers who all stop and stare at you as you walk in yeah exactly i mean let's face it who hasn't been on that that sort of a stereotype when you know you go to like a strange town or a city or whatever or you're in the middle of the countryside and you walk into like a local place for local people and the music immediately stops they all turn around and stare at you and it can be quite an uneasy feeling so you could use that if you wanted to emphasize a feeling of unease or maybe you're going into a horror scenario or something like that again it's this whole show don't tell idea isn't it where Mm -hmm. you can show a lot about the setting so you can you can have like the whispered huddled peasants, like Hammer Horror Film style, sort of like whispering about the castle up on the hill, rather than you just going, there is a foreboding looking castle up on top of the hill. And similarly, it's not just about the people, it's about the building itself. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, are you getting served in like golden goblets or are you getting served in like wooden tankards? Are you getting fine wine? Are you getting like local ale? Are you getting the local moonshine that's a lot stronger than the ale because everybody's impressed with you and they want to give you a nice drink? Yeah. I uh, and pubs obviously in Britain are like some of the most historic buildings. Every pub's got like some like story, a ghost story of something or something. Or other. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the really old pubs have some like really like interesting stories, interesting architectural features as well. Yeah. Like the Abbey in Burton with the cellars underneath. Yeah. Or um, the Star and Garter used to have the upstairs rooms that were part of when it was part of the brewery. Yeah. And, yeah, think about what the building was before it was a pub. Has it always been a pub? If it has always been a pub, who's owned it? Is the landlord, like, has it been in his family for years? Or has he only just recently taken over? By building up this sort of stuff, you can really get a lot more drama into your game. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And anyone anyone who's worked at a shop, a pub, or anything like that in real mm-hmm. life, you know that like every time someone comes in, it's not always the same person at the checkout. It's not always the same people you see in there. Staff get rotated. So something as, as simple as next time you walk in there, maybe you describe a different person behind the bar. And when you're like, oh, where's that guy we spoke to last time? They're like, oh, that, that, that's my uncle. He's off out like doing such and such today. I'm just sort of looking after the bar for him. Even just a little 
little thing like that, which takes you no effort as a GM, makes it seem like time's passing. Or perhaps the bar wench is like behind the bar, like the innkeeper's wife. Maybe she's like, oh, he's a bit under the weather at the minute. You know, he's got that he's got that flu that's been going around or whatever. And uh, just simple things like that, which take you no real effort, make it seem as though there's stuff going on at that tavern when the players aren't there and that it doesn't all just get sort of like put into suspended animation until they come around again and the guy like the innkeeper jumps out of his block of carbonite and is like, oh, welcome to the tavern. Oh, exactly. It's a, it's also a good place to, um, cause a lot of games they use like rumour tables and stuff like that for adventures. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to have those where it seems like reasonable you would have rumours that you'd overhear rather than just saying, oh, I'll make a roll on this table. Oh, somewhere you've heard this. Because sometimes that can seem a bit mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, yeah, well, how did I hear it? Whereas if you say, oh, you overheard some people like at a table talking about it, there's always chat going on in taverns so it's a nice way of getting that in but having it seem reasonable in character mm-hmm. so obviously you're using your tavern quite often or we're talking about using a tavern yeah yeah as being like a home base for your players almost yeah potentially, when they go yeah. to a particular city you're assuming that they're checking in in this tavern and that can be a good thing and a bad thing because obviously it's like it is this sort of home base that your players are going to keep going back to yeah and it also means that trouble might follow them there and that sometimes something completely unaffected by the player characters up to that point might mean that their locals got closed down and there's another like adventure seed for you yeah, I mean, potentially you can use it to bring in other NPCs. I mean, what if you what if you find out that the uh, the, the tavern keeper maybe is getting like the squeeze put on him by like a thieves guild or some like mafia style organisation, and he's decided to he's decided to make a stand about it. You know, he's not going to pay this money anymore, and he's obviously again looking for some help with that. Maybe if, mm-hmm. you, if your characters get on with him, there's another adventure you can get involved in, or. Even if you turn up afterwards and like he's gone missing and the the tavern's shut down, or maybe he shut it down because like his wife's gone missing and you find out that like these people are holding his wife or his son or whatever or his daughter mm-hmm. or whatever hostage, you know, to try and force his compliance. It's all it's all good stuff that player characters can get involved in. And if you've been around in the tavern for a while and you've portrayed these NPCs as sort of fairly genial and you know they've got on with the player characters, it's got more sort of emotional resonance behind it rather than just some random person being like, I would like to hire you for this job. Exactly. I say I'd like to I'd like to come back to a point you mentioned earlier, we were talking about like local brews and stuff like mm. that. One of my favourite bits of the, the first season of our Middlelands game we did um, which was when they were exploring the Dolmen Wood is in one of the Wormskin zines by a necrotic gnome. They've got like a, a list of like random sort of ales available in this oh, particular town. Brilliant. And it's really cool because you can ta- you can sort of, again, it's all about getting the flavour of your setting over to your players without mm. just telling them. And obviously Dolmen Wood, it's like a sort of fantasy, like fairy tale, sort of crazy, like wacky sort of forest setting. And all of these ales, they all have slightly sort of, not really sort of massive game effects, but they all have like slightly odd effects. Like there's one which is like a sort of like liquid Viagra that makes you feel like amorous. <laughs> and there's like, um, there's one which makes you like laugh a lot and you find like everything funny. And just like little weird stuff like that, which wouldn't be appropriate in every game. But for this sort of, slightly off-kilter sort of fairy tale fantasy it seems very appropriate well 
just on the same note, just by saying, oh yeah, the landlord hands you a frothing uh, tankard of light hoppy ale compared to the landlord hands you a dirty metal tankard of bitter stout. You know, that's two completely different landlords. And you know it is just from the beer they handed you. And, And the thing is, if you think about it a little bit more, if they've got beer in a place, it tells you that either they've got the crops to create the beer mm-hmm. within easy reach, or there's some sort of trade connections elsewhere where they're getting the beer in. So straight away, that sort of adds a bit of a, an extra layer to your world. And all you've really got to decide is like, are there farms near about to like grow the crop? <laughs> or is there like a wagon train that comes in like every month or whatever that brings the beer in? So again, it's like, it's a lot of, you get a lot out for putting fairly little work in, to be perfectly honest. Absolutely. And also we're always looking for ways to like get new sort of low level groups of adventurers involved in adventures that aren't the standard, oh, there's rats in the cellar sort of mm-hmm. trope. And maybe the maybe there's a problem with the the trade routes and like the innkeepers like oh there's been no delivery of beer for for, a, for it's two weeks overdue oh what am I going to do my customers are starting to complain I'm losing money or maybe he's like oh well one of the farmers is having trouble some like bandits keep coming by like burning their crops or whatever and again straight away it's an an adventure which is appropriate for a low level group but it's one that you can also be a bit invested in because rather than the benefits just being here is some gold and you might get some gold out of it if you're getting paid for it obviously see the benefits will be that your tavern your home base keeps prospering and maybe the innkeeper says like or maybe maybe your rewards like the innkeeper goes i'll tell you what if you help us out with it i'll like uh, i'll um i'll knock the next um three weeks rent on the head or whatever so uh, again it's it's more interesting than just the standard like i have been hired to go and kill some rats in someone's cellar and i think that's the like if you if you put a little bit of effort and a little bit of thought into thinking about your tavern you can get a hell of a lot out of it other than it just being like yeah. here's a place to have a barroom brawl yeah don't get me wrong i'm not against barroom brawls in games and it's one of the few places as well when you like right at the start of the campaign that it is really worth investing the time yeah. in just putting in just a few little details we don't need 400 years of history on the tavern yeah. but it's nice to have a couple of bullet points saying that the tavern's 200 years old that the innkeeper moved in last year after he retired from the war yeah and i mean another thing that, that's great absolutely right sweet another thing that's great about taverns is we're saying hey you get a lot out of them for putting like just a little bit of effort in but if you're a time sort of poor gm there are so many like tavern generators for like mm-hmm. rp for your standard sort of dnd rpg this i mean i think i've got at least for half a dozen matter, books that have like generators in for that for that matter there's so many real pubs that yeah. you can literally just go and look at their website and write down their history and change the names of the groups of people to elf and dwarf but and you've got an amazing fantasy tavern i, I know there's a, there's at least a couple of generators online and i'll try and find some links to put in the description of this show where you can literally go online like choose a couple of little things click a button and it will give you the name of the tavern the name of a few of the regulars the landlord the landlady uh, what they've got on their menu what drinks they they have what the prices of all that stuff is obviously normally for like D sort of coin standards 
but you can have all that there so you don't even have to do like the setup work if you don't want to if you've not got time then all you've got to do is like take that information just think about it a little bit think about how you're going to inject a little bit of personality into it and a little bit of extra interest and you can get all these things out of it like say the history of a pub so if your generator tells you it's called like the bloody fox why is it called the bloody fox did there used to be like a hunt that went from there or was there some sort of like beast kin that like killed some people in the area what, what is it if it's called the three bells why is it called the three bells and it used to be a church you know the, even the name of, a, of the um, tavern can give you a lot of interest if you think about it then when you start thinking about oh well, what food do they offer what drink do they offer where does this food come from is it local is it bought in by trade routes and all that stuff just with a very bit of simple thinking can expand not just the tavern but also the rest of your campaign set because like we're talking about beer and stuff like that earlier Mm -hmm. on if you go oh there's a there's a trade route coming in and you think all right well how often does that trade route come in where's it coming from Who's bringing it? Is it coming on a cart, a wagon train? Is it well protected? And instantly, without again, without doing a lot of effort, you're expanding the whole rest of your campaign world, all from have, starting off with a humble tavern. So that's it for this episode when we've been talking about how you can get the most out of taverns in your RPG session. We hope you've enjoyed it and you've got something out of it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us a voicemail message on SpeakPipe. The address is in the show notes. Or you can leave us an email. The address is rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Until we see you next time, take care, stay safe, and keep gaming. Bye. So, when are we running the pub crawl campaign? (laughs)